Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the High School Playbook. I'm your host, Colin Castleberry. As always, tonight we travel from Baxter to McMinnville, from Cookville to Salina. We'll check in in Gainsborough, where they're celebrating homecoming, and a trip out to Livingston, who will look to make a trip to Stone Memorial in Crossville this week. All that and more coming up here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders and we will begin tonight's show in Gainesboro with the Jackson County Blue Devils who celebrate homecoming this week. Coach Sean Loftus discussed how he keeps his team focused and the health of his team coming off a very physical game against Trousdale County. Up first though, he talks about the pride he took in his team's performance after challenging them at halftime. Well, we challenged them at the half because I just thought that we came out and just didn't, kind of just went through the motions and and didn't uh, you know seem like we didn't even care to be there for the most part. Uh, but uh, you know we 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 challenged them in the second half and you know that's you know something to take uh, you know as a positive from last week's ball game is just how well you know we kind of came out and we competed we played hard. Um, you know, and that's, that's all I care about is we can come out each and every Friday and we can play as best as we can possibly play. And, uh, you know, and that's, to me, that's, that's a win in our book because I know we're going to get better each and every week. We're playing so many younger guys. Um, you know, some games we're going to be in games, some games we're not. Uh, but, uh, but just to come out and kind of, I felt like, uh, you know, not, uh, not execute and seem like we, some of them didn't want to be there, that type of thing. But I thought, uh, you know, I was very pleased, uh, you know, in, in in our second half effort, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, we were playing with, uh, you know, seven or eight, uh, and then in some cases nine, you know, freshmen slash sophomores on the field at at one time, basically the whole whole second half on defense, uh, uh, just to kind of get some get get some looks from some kids and see what they could do and. Um, you know, and I was proud of the way that proud of the way that they came and competed that second half. Yeah, what did you see out of your defense there in the second half? I mean, this is an extremely physical Trousdale County team. It's a team that's made some adjustments and gotten a whole lot better offensively as the year went on. What did you see out of your defense there in the second half uh, after not having the best first half? Right. I mean, and and, and also you got to take you know uh, you know Coach Satterfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he took out uh, the Gregory kid and and some more, but. Uh, in the and didn't play them but uh you know it was just uh competing i mean that was the biggest thing is competing and 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 didn't mind to, to to step into the gaps and things like that and actually you know want to hit somebody instead of kind of you know sometimes and during some situations i felt we in the first half we shied away from uh you know maybe from wanting to to come and attack at the line of scrimmage but uh but anyway, when it's all said and done, I was pleased with those younger kids and, and their efforts, uh, you know, both offensively and defensively, and uh, and it was good to get uh, you know some some of those kids some playing time and get them in there and uh, and see what they were made of. A very physical game, as we've mentioned. You get a lot of guys out there, young guys uh, trying to get some experience. But what is the health situation for the Blue Devils coming off of? Uh, what you and me talked about last week, even before the game against Trousdale, you knew it was going to be four quarters of smash mouth, hard nose, very physical football. Uh, yes, it was, and you know, we we got two kids, you know, kind of dinged up, but they're going to be back this Friday. Uh, actually, three kids dinged up, but everybody's everybody's back this Friday. 
uh, ready and healthy. And actually, we get uh, back a freshman that that was a starter on defense um, at the very beginning, and then he he broke his ankle um, or fractured a, a a bone in his ankle there. I guess it was uh, week three or so against Salina, and so. Uh, you know, he got cleared yesterday to to kind of start doing some things. So we're going to kind of, you know, see how he is come Friday. He was able to do some stuff yesterday in practice. And as long as, uh, you know, our trainer kind of, you know, gives us the okay and things like that, we're going to try to get him in and out some on Friday to just try to get his ankle back uh, um, and and hopefully, you know, for full speed by by the following week, because I know he's probably going to be, you know, it's it's probably a little tight. I'm I'm assuming, and it's going to be a little sore the more that he uh, that he plays on it. But that's the only time, only thing that you can do is you know, whenever you've been in a boot or or non weight bearing for, uh, you know, for about a month or two, um, you know, it's um, you know it's going to be tight. And only, the best thing to do is just to to move around on it. So uh, getting Darren back. Uh, you know, will help us. Uh, you know, at uh, in the in the front too, because he's a, you know, he's a kid that defensively he'll he's an outside linebacker, and then offensively he's a tight end slash running back type kid. So uh, be good to have him back with us. You mentioned homecoming coming up, obviously this week against Pickett County. But how do you keep the team focused? Right? I mean, you want them to go out, you want them to enjoy the festivities and enjoy this week. But how do you make sure that when it comes to an afternoon Monday through Thursday and then Friday night under the lights, that this Blue Devils team is concentrated on the task at hand? Well, I'm sure every coach, you know, talks about their to their kids about, you know, not letting homecoming beat you come Friday because when it's all said and done, I mean, you wouldn't have homecoming if there wasn't a football game. And to me, that's the most important thing is on Friday night for us to win the ball game. And, and I think our kids understand that. I think that that's uh, – that's the purpose and the direction that we've, that's what we've been talking about all week. I mean, they've, you know, and I, I, I want the, the student body to have a good time this week. I want the, my football players to have a great time this week. Uh, but uh, when it's all said and done, it's about us coming out Friday night and, and doing our job and, and winning the ball game because when it's all said and done, the, uh, you know, winning the ball game is the most important thing for us. Um, you know, the students have their fun throughout the week, you know, playing the games and stuff like that. But uh, I just hope they come out and support us and show a lot of school pride come Friday night uh, for our homecoming game. How do you win on Friday night? Pickett County is certainly a team that a lot of people would argue might be a little bit better than their record, specifically a couple of really good athletes like quarterback Caden Miller for the Bobcats. Oh, no doubt. I mean, they are – um, you know, I'll have to give them props because, you know, we're kind of in that same boat. I mean, those, those kids are some tough kids. I mean, to only have, you know, low, low numbers like we have and to, to go out and compete week to week. I mean, I commend those kids, I mean, for the heart and the, you know, the determination that they have each and every week. But for us, I mean, we've got to, we've got to get back to doing what we've done in a couple of games and that's, that's competing every single snap, uh, and not having a, maybe a predetermined outlook on, on how things are going to go throughout the game. And, you know, and uh, that was something we talked about, uh, you know, again at halftime last uh, last Friday was was go out and compete every snap and, and give it your all for five to six seconds. And then take a breath, 
and then repeat that for as many plays as you can possibly play. And, uh, you know, and so that's what it's going to take Friday night is for us to compete at a high level and to, uh, you know, and we, you know, we need a, a good crowd here Friday to kind of feed off of. And, uh, you know, whenever I've got kids playing, a, you know, 130 some odd snaps a game, I mean, we, we, we need some, uh, some butts in the seats that are, that are screaming and yelling and, and kind of giving us some, uh, some motivation and things like that. And I just hope that we have a good crowd here and, and we can compete and, and, and show that in front of our home crowd. Head coach Sean Loftus, Blue Devils of Jackson County. You can tell he and his players, truthfully, are excited to play in front of their home fans. It's homecoming between the Bobcats and the Blue Devils. Pickett County once again playing for homecoming and a right to upset somebody on the night of homecoming. When we return, we'll travel back from Gainesboro here to Cookville and check in with head coach Taylor Hennigan on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. And I promised you guys at the end of the last segment that we would stop next in Cookville. But coming back from Gainesboro, it's only right if we're going to drive right past Baxter to give you guys the Upperman B. So Cookville coming up in the next segment when we come back from Baxter. But let's stop off in Baxter where the Bs are 6-0. We had a conversation last Saturday with head coach Adam Kane. So the question was, what's the feeling around the guy sitting at 6-0 and when he came back on Monday? Pretty good. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to come back in on Monday after a win. Um, but I think everybody realizes, uh, you know, we got a really, really, really good opponent, uh, Smith County. we got to go on the road. Um, everybody will tell you that's a very tough place to play. Um, and they've got a, you know, a big-time senior-laden football team. And, uh, I mean, they are – they are excellent, um, defensively especially. Um, and then they got plenty of playmakers on the offensive side. So I think the guys realize that, that um, you know, it's going to take a, a good week, um, a good week of practice, good week of preparation, and then we're, we're going to have to embrace, you know, the competition and, uh, and hopefully, you know, be able to get down there and, and make a game of it. What does the preparation look like this week? What is the emphasis both for yourselves and the emphasis for taking on a Smith County team that might possibly be the toughest opponent you've seen to date? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's uh, what we've kind of run into this year is a lot of uh, this year and I guess even last year. You know, last year most of our games um, – most of our competitive games came down to two point plays. Uh, it was one of those strange years where uh, I think three of our games, and then if you look at the region as a whole, um, you know, all the teams, top four teams came down to two point conversions. Um, this year, you know, we're, we're running into some issues with our, with our third and long and fourth and long defense. And, um, you know, we're playing pretty good on normal downs. But then, you know, if you look at our games, we're <clears throat> any kind of two-minute or long-yarded situation or for whatever reason we're struggling. And so what we've tried to do is is take five, ten, five or ten minutes during the week where we would be just repping against the uh, the opponent's offensive plays. We, we, we've kind of turned those 
uh, five, ten minute periods into, um, you know, some competition where we're going to, you know, this week we'll, we'll kind of cover the two point play deal and, and also continue to try to handle the long yardage situations. So it's a lot of situational stuff. Um, and then of course, you know, you identify what they, what they like to do, um, and, you know, run game wise, pass game wise, you try to, you know, acclimate your kids to, uh, you know, being, being able to see it, recognize it, line up to the formations and that sort of thing. Um, just like normal. Uh, but you know, you gotta be able to kind of adjust and adapt and, uh, you know, a lot of times in these games, people will give you stuff that you haven't seen on film. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of, uh, evolving our practices, um, from the, you know, just strictly running against what, what you, what you see on film. And then, all, you know, we're kind of branching that out to, you know, what we could see or, um, you know, like I alluded to earlier, this the the specific situational stuff. So it's uh, it's kind of an ongoing, moving target, ongoing process. And um, but we know they're you know a quality team that you know they're they're really balanced offensively. They got a freshman quarterback that looks like a fourth year senior back there, and so it's going to be a, a a very stiff test, uh, a big time challenge for us. But I do think it's kind of exactly what we need. Kind of, you know, if you look at our schedule, we got some big time games coming down the road. So, um, you know, we need to play in these games. Three straight road games as well. You're in the middle of that stretch this week, going to Smith County. Does that really make a difference to your to you guys, to your to your guys, to your coaches, or, or is the only change really that you just got to take a bus to this one versus getting to show up in Baxter? Yeah, I will say this: it affects me because my back's usually aching by the end of the uh, by the end of the road trip, sitting on those yellow school buses. Um, but no, you know, I, I say that kind of facetiously. You know, I'm not playing in the game. Uh, you know, the guys usually get on there, and once the uh, once we get on I-40, they they're usually kind of dozing off, and so. Um, you know, it's a little different, it, you know, you gotta be, gotta have your stuff packed and, and all that. And so it's, it's not quite as uh comfortable, I guess, as playing at home, but, um, you know, you're, we're used to it and, uh, and you gotta, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. And so, uh, it's not that long of a trip, you know, the ones that worry you more than anything of the two hour deals or two and a half hour deals. But uh, you know, I, I think we've kind of learned how to how to deal with the road trips. Bees head coach Adam Kane, as we stop off in Baxter and check on Upperman, who sits at six and zero. But this week, as we talked about, takes on five and one Smith County, possibly their toughest opponent to date. Coming up, we return here to Cookville and check in with head coach Taylor Hennigan and the Cookville Cavaliers on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
Returning from Baxter to check in with the Cookville Cavaliers and head coach Taylor Hennigan here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders after speaking with Coach Hennigan on Saturday. It was their most complete game last Friday taking on Warring County, but now how in the world do they keep from a similar post-rivalry letdown and uh, not unlike the White County game, we started off asking him with vibes so high, what was the attitude coming off possibly their most complete game of the year? Yeah, I mean, you want to try to recognize the good stuff. Obviously, we talked about that a little bit on Saturday and then, um, you know, make sure our guys understand why we had success. I talked about the way that we handled the preparation throughout the week and, and throughout the day Friday, uh, which I was really proud of. So, you know, wanted to kind of reiterate some of that stuff and, and watch some of the tape. Um, but then, obviously, you got to move on quickly. And, you know, I've talked about it a few weeks ago. I didn't feel like we did that very well um, after our win over White County. So um, I, I do feel like yesterday was, was much better in that respect. And um, we've got, you know, a few more days to do that now. Yeah, you sort of led me into the next question there pretty easily. How do you keep this team this week from – you know, falling into the same traps that you seemingly fell into after that White County game. High, you know, a high point, really emotional. Uh, and you come back out a week later against Lebanon and and really just fall flat. Yeah, uh, I, hopefully we can lean on that experience. You know, it wasn't, wasn't so long ago where our guys don't, you know, don't remember that feeling. So we talked about it, you know, then after the Lebanon game. Um, and, and we talked, you know, not necessarily about that, but just – about moving on. So our guys know if we don't move on, then, then that can happen again. So I do feel like, um, you know, we, we, we have and we will um, handle it a lot better um, this week. And, uh, again, another r- really big, important game for us. Yeah, moving on also means ramping it up, right? Gallatin is an extremely good and talented team. What do they present on film that you've seen so far that you guys are going to have to try to, to contend with? Yeah, really complete team. Um, you know, record, in my opinion, is not even as good as what, what their team is. Their quarterback is really good. Um, probably the best offensive line. Uh, receivers that are that are very, very athletic and can make a bunch of plays. So um, that's kind of the first thing offensively that stands out. And obviously a lot of those guys playing on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, kind of your typical Gallatin, big and um, fast. And they've always had – Good, good players and good athletes, but they're very well coached and and uh, can put up points. You know, scheme wise, very similar to Mount Juliet as far as kind of a bigger quarterback, but does a lot of the RPO type stuff that presents you some problems. And um, really good, big, big physical running backs um, that we're going to have to tackle. So uh, a lot of challenges, but I, I do think you know we're at the point now where we know if we can play and play our game and particularly start fast, um, we'll have a chance to compete and have a chance in the fourth quarter to win the game, and that's really all that you can ask for on the road, you know, in a region game. You alluded to it right there, brought it up a little bit, but how much of those experiences going to Lebanon, going to Mount Juliet, do you kind of carry into this game knowing you've seen some similar uh, athletes, some similar offenses that you guys can kind of lean on that familiarity? Yeah, I do think that's big, and we played at Gallatin last year, even before they were in our region. So um, back-to-back years of going to Gallatin, which is a good place to play, um, I, you know, there shouldn't be a whole lot of 
you know, what is the environment like? Our, our kids know kind of what to expect there. Um, so I, I do think playing, you know, playing those teams, Mount Juliet's and Lebanon's, even Pure, who had some really good athletes, um, we should be pretty prepared for that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to make sure that you're ready to go. And, um, you know, similar to what we talked about Lebanon, if you're not ready to play and you don't do do things well, same as Mount Juliet, you know, they've got athletes that can kind of expose you a little bit. So uh, I do think our guys will be ready to go and, and hopefully challenge a really good team. What makes those trips uh, so difficult when you look at you going into the greater Nashville area, the Lebanons, the Mount Juliet's, the Gallatins, going on the road into those environments, that trip kind of into Nashville, quote unquote, um, what makes that so difficult? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's one thing, you know, obviously it's a little bit further and, you know, there's always, you know, especially here lately, there's always some traffic stuff <laughs> that you got to deal with. So it's not, it's not your typical 20 or 30 minute bus ride, but, um, you know, ultimately I think it's, it's just comes down to what happens on the field. I think our guys typically handle the travel and, and all that well. So, uh, it's really about when the game kicks off, who's ready to go. And, and I don't think, and, and certainly don't, don't expect the travel part to, to play into the game at all. Cavaliers head coach Taylor Hennigan, as he recaps last week's possibly most complete game of the season, but looks forward to a tough opponent in Gallatin coming up on Friday. L.A. will check in in Livingston right up Highway 111 when we come back here on the High School Playbook. It's built by Mountain Barn Builders. Time to take a trip up Highway 111. We travel from Cookville to Livingston. Check in with head coach Matt Hauser and the Wildcats off a difficult loss to the York Dragons. And now the task doesn't get any easier. On the road Friday night at Stone Memorial are the Wildcats of Livingston Academy. Here is head coach Matten Hauser first talking about last week's game, the positives and the negatives from the Wildcats matchup with the Dragons. You know, very similar. They have all year long. They're resilient. They know that when we get here on Monday, whatever happens um, on Friday night, that we enjoy our wins and we get rid of our losses, but when we get here on Monday, we're ready to go for the next week. And they kind of do a great job of refocusing and uh, putting their time and energy into the next opponent, and it's been no different this week. You know, I know it bothers them um, when things happen on Friday night and we don't come away with a win against York. It, it bothered them. You could see it in their eyes and, and talk to them over the weekend. Uh, but when they get here to Monday, it's a totally different attitude, and they're ready to go for the next week. Yeah, some positives. Obviously, you could take away from Friday night. Lots to work on as well. What What are the things you're, you're walking away from Friday night feeling good about, and what's the emphasis this week coming off that game and, and going on the road to Stone on Friday? Well, I think ultimately our kids just continue to battle. Um, you know, we've we've played some teams this year that are uh, senior heavy or very talented teams. You know, we've you look at our schedule and we still have a lot of really, really talented teams to come down the road and it's just been one battle after another. But our kids go out each and every day and um, they fight for four quarters and they just keep coming at you. And York was a really, really good football team, one of the best football teams in 2A. Um, and, you know, they never gave up. 
scoring at the end, getting an onside kick, going down and having a chance to score again, just shows that they'll continue to fight, and that's what we're most proud of. But we gotta, we got to make a lot of improvements offensively and defensively. Uh, that happens in practice and the way that we approach it, and we've talked a lot about competing and having some competition. Um, so we're looking forward to just kind of getting back to work, trying to work on some of those things and getting moving in the right direction. What do you think having kind of competition in practice breeds on a Friday night? What is turning practice into having more competitive periods, having more competition in practice? What do you think that does for you on a Friday? <clears throat> well, you have to you have to find ways to compete um, to see how you respond to adversity because a lot of times uh, things don't go great in the course of a game, and if you're if you haven't had competitive situations in practice and you haven't been faced with adversity when it in practice you don't really know how to deal with it when the when it happens um so we we try to come up with some competitive periods and we try to compete whether it's scout team periods or whether it's uh you know pascali or inside drill or whatever it is we're doing one-on-ones um but it also makes you play harder and faster and your body remembers everything you do and muscle memory is a real thing and we have to learn to move fast and and um perform under pressure and so you know as coaches, we're always looking for ways to create competition and to find a way to, you know, have kids battle for positions it tends to lead them to play harder and play better. So, um, you know, we can't get complacent at any position. We just got to keep working and pushing each other and we'll become a better team if we do that. Plenty of games, plenty of situations that haven't necessarily gone uh, your way, but you're at this point about halfway through or just over halfway through uh, the first season here at L.A. Uh, Just how do you feel about where the team is, where the program is uh, about halfway through this season? Well, I think our our guys are in a good space in terms of just their um, mentality. This is a great group of kids. and, and they come each and every day. Like I said, they're, they battle each other in practice. They come and they play hard on Friday nights. But they really like being around each other. You can tell it in the locker room. You can tell it on the field. They hang out together. Um, we're not where we want to be in terms of wins and losses, but we're starting to do things um, that are starting to turn the corner. And it sometimes may not look that way when you're playing against teams that are really, really good. Like the last couple of weeks when we've played DeKalb, we've played Upperman, we've played – York, we still have Stone, and we got Macon following that, and Cumberland, and with White County. I mean, it, it never really gets easier. They, we just have team after team after team that are stacked, and our kids are coming in here. Uh, they're learning how to compete and practice, learning how to play on Friday nights, and and um, you know we'll we'll get there. Uh, I think what's been very very encouraging is our JV team. Um, they are three and one on Monday nights playing, but they also got quite a bit of playing time against Jenkins, three and a half quarters against Jenkins. They played against Pickett, so they're really almost five and one on the season, and and that's huge in terms of what the future looks like because they're starting to gain confidence by getting those wins. So that's that's a big thing for us, and that's what we'll continue to strive for. Livingston Academy head coach Matt Hauser on their game last week, a difficult loss to the York Dragons, and the task not getting any easier as they go on the road this week in region play to take on Stone Memorial and head coach Derek Samber, the Panthers, on the docket for the Wildcats. We take a trip now up the Salina Highway to Clay County when we return inside the high school playbook here, built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Livingston, up Salina Highway to the home of the Clay County Bulldogs, we go to visit with head coach Bruce Lamb on the high school playbook, built 
by Mountain Barn Builders. The Bulldogs last week in a border battle in Monroe, Kentucky, took home the win with a 34-20 victory. We began by asking head coach Bruce Lamb, uh, Coach, just how would you feel? How proud were you of your team's effort in that game, a border battle against a team from Kentucky? Well, you know, very proud of them. These guys have uh, worked really hard. and You know, we had a lot of distractions this past week. It was our homecoming, you know, and every coach loves homecoming because of all the things that's going on instead of the football <laughs> game. But, uh, you know, in our kids, we, we came out a little flat, but, you know, we, we were able to put it together, especially in the second half, and, and play really good football. And, uh, you know, we just continue to, keep, uh, continue to get better each week, and then that's what we want to do. Where do you guys continue to get better this week? What is the emphasis for you guys this week? Well, you know, it, it's just the same thing. It's just, uh, you know, we want to run the ball better. We want to be able to, uh, you know, Nate had a great game, 300 yards passing. Uh, you know, we want to be able to run our routes a little better and, and Nate put him the ball on a little bit more and, you know, defensively and not miss tackles. And, you know, we just got to get better at our techniques. As we get deeper into the season here, how much easier does it make your job, Coach Maynard's job, really this whole staff, that you guys are starting to find ways to win ball games in the air and on the ground, kind of able to do both, and at times also lean on that defense? Absolutely. You know, it's much easier. And, you know, you go through it on. This is week seven. Uh, you know, we've been doing this for about 10, 11 weeks now. And, uh, you know, it's not about the physical part anymore, it's more about the mental part. And, and making sure we're mentally prepared, and uh, you know the kids have responded really well. And you know when we can, you know we're finding our niche, and uh, that's what's huge. And uh, we know what we can do, and and we just got to keep getting better at it. <laughs> what is the message to the team here down the stretch as you go into the back half of your schedule? Some very important games, and everything uh, still on the line, still in front of you guys for the season. Well, you know, it's one game at a time. But as we talked about the other day, you know, we want to be at this would be our midway point. Um, you know, this would be half the season because we we want to play fifteen games, and and uh, you know we're at week seven, so we're right right the middle, and we want we want to continue to get better each week and be the uh, and be that team that gets to go to Chattanooga, and uh, you know that's our message, that's our goal. It's to line up one game at a time and just do what we can do and, and see what see what happens in the end. Well, certainly, Coach, one game at a time is how you want to play it, and that's how every coach wants to play it. But what gives you the confidence now, about seven weeks into the season, that this is a team that could play 15 games and that could put themselves in Chattanooga at the end of the year? Well, I, I just know how hard we work, uh, and I know how hard these guys uh, line up each day, and they they work their tails off to get better. And there's a lot of pride in this program. And uh, you know, I, I don't. I think uh, you know, if we don't go 15 games, I think there's a lot of disappointment um, just because of these kids and, and and the way they've they've worked and and laid it on the line and uh, and and just watching them. We want to peak about week 10, week 11, right? That's when we were playing our best football, and I think that's our goal. And, and if, you know, something happens, we don't get there, then, you know, I think there'll be a disappointment. And uh, I just I just hope these guys can put it all together like they have been doing and, and, and uh, have that opportunity. 
a four-game winning streak. You guys will put it on the line this week in a region game against Joe Burns. Oh, what does Joe Burns do that you guys have to key on to walk away with a fifth straight victory and head into the bye week at that point on a winning streak? Well, they have a, a really good uh, quarterback, who uh, a left-handed kid who is a super athlete, can run the ball, can throw the ball. He does a, a great job and a uh, super fast running back who uh, – you know, he can break it at any time. And, uh, you know, those guys, and got a receiver who's pretty speedy outwise. So we're going to have to do a good job on our defensive side of the ball to, to be able to stop them. Um, and, uh, you know, if we can do that, I think we'll be okay. But, uh, you know, that's a tough task at hand. Certainly sounds like it is. Head coach Bruce Lamb, uh, Clay County Bulldog football coach, before we let you go, you talked right there. A lot of speed on this Joe Burns team. How do you counter that? How do you slow them down, some of these guys who have the opportunity to one touch and it's one touchdown? Well, you know, we just got to be able to, you know, number one, not miss tackles, uh, you know, and, and make sure we control our gaps and, and do what we're supposed to do and, and uh, you know, just keep them corralled. If we can do that, you know, and make them huddle up each play, we'll be okay. Clay County Bulldogs head coach Bruce Lamb as he discusses last week's border battle with Monroe, Kentucky, and a challenge coming up this week. You heard him there. we got to make him huddle up, and I think we'll be okay. When we return, we'll be just fine because we'll head to McMinnville to talk with Steve Trapp and the Tigers who suffered a close and tight loss to Stone Memorial last week. Can they get back to their winning ways Coming into the game, they were on a three-game winning streak. Will they start another one this week on the high school playbook? Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. We're back on the high school playbook. I'm your host, Colin Castleberry. And now we head to McMinnville and speak with a man who keeps it short, sweet, and to the point. That's DeKalb County head coach Steve Trapp, the Tigers head coach, was ready and willing to talk about last week's hard-fought game where they came up just short. He was very proud of his team's effort, but knows they've got to do other things to come out on the other side of games like this. We started with that emphasis. What do they have to do to come out on the other side of close ball games? Well, I mean, it was one of those games to where uh, if you as a fan, you stayed entertained the entire time because it was pretty much back and forth the entire game. And then, you know, we get the ball with about 96 yards to go with not a whole lot of time and then ultimately try to kick a field goal with, with zero time afterwards to to try to tie it up and go to overtime. So we did a lot of good things in the game, but we also did a lot of things that cost us. So it's uh, the same story as usual, just trying to make sure that we clean those types of things up so that we have an opportunity to be successful. How do you go about cleaning those things up this week and improving as a team? How do the Tigers improve this week? Well, I mean, it, it comes with film review. And, you know, we had a, a very lengthy film review yesterday. And just, you know, you just show the kids. And then you talk to the kids. And you coach them through it. Uh, then you get on the field and you walk them through their mistakes and let them see how it's supposed to be done. And then uh, you get back to work on the X's and O's for your next opponent. And, uh, you know, just make sure that those mistakes don't repeat themselves. What was the attitude, the feeling around the guys this week when they showed up yesterday on Monday? How did you feel they responded uh, initially coming off of that loss and, and obviously a three-game win streak prior to that? That was like I told them yesterday after we got through with everything that, uh, you know, weekends are not fun. N- nothing about them are fun after, you know, you, you put a lot of work in and then you're not successful. So, 
you know, for me personally as the head coach, it wasn't fun, but Mondays always gives us that opportunity to get that taste out of our mouth and get re-energized and get refocused on our next opponent, and that's what I expect them to do. Uh, you know, you can't dwell on your success. You can't dwell on your lack of success, but you got to show back up the next day, the next opportunity, and get to work. Well, it's a mighty big opportunity come Friday night. You guys are back at home, but what makes Macon County such a tough out? Uh, they, they play extremely hard. I mean, Coach Shoulders, they do a great job over there. It's a good football team. Uh, you know, multiple offensively, multiple defensively. They fly around to the ball. They, I mean, they just, you know, they do the little things correctly. They don't seem to to beat themselves. You know, so we've got to make sure that we're we're playing our best football this week. Is that how you guys bounce back and get a win this week? Is it all about? Is it about the Tigers? Is it about scheme? What what brings home a win for DeKalb County at home this week? Well, I mean, it's definitely mindset. I mean, that's each and every week. I'm uh, week, and then you know, scheme is always involved. You know, so you always look at what they are doing, and then you got to, you know, tweak what you do to try to attack uh, the things that they may be leaving vulnerable. So, uh, you know, so it's a little bit of everything each and every week, and that's just part of the process of uh, getting prepared each and every week. Short, sweet, and straight to the point. Less than three minutes, but all the information you would want to know from a head coach. That was head coach Steve Trapp of the DeKalb County Tigers joining us there. They have a tough task in front of them. Doesn't get any easier after taking on Stowe Memorial last week and coming up just short. Now they've got to be back at home, but take on Macon County, a team that has proven themselves formidable against more than one Upper Cumberland opponent this season. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Closing it out here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Just one more place to visit as we come back from McMinnville and take a stop in Monterey to speak with head coach Scott Hughes, who's got a young team that he says is still growing and continues to get better each week, but the home woes continued. Give Gordonsville some credit, but last week was not a great week again. Up on the mountain for the Wildcats, uh, Coach Hughes, we began by asking him, why didn't things seem to go the Wildcats' way? Well, we just didn't make enough plays. Um, you know, it, it, it hats off to Gordonsville, great football team, and we knew that going in. And when you look at our schedule, you know, every team on our schedule this year is a great football team, and, and that's something that we've had – you know, to grow up with a young football team is is the magnitude of every Friday night. And, and, you know, from there, then it's just the magnitude of the importance of every play and every situation. And that, that was something that kind of bit us in the hind end a little bit on Friday night was just the importance of every snap. And, you know, we're, we're you know, as good as we've played at times, uh, you know, as bad as we've played at times also, uh, it, it's growing pains a lot of times. It, it's being able to understand and, and process the grind of, of every week. And, uh, you know, you're at that mid of, middle of the season uh, really turning point uh, where it's been a long process since uh, the, the beginning of the season right after dead period. And, and it's just a lot of mental focus and, and uh, trying to be able to stay engaged mentally every day and, and also at the same time trying to recoup every week physically. Uh, you know, for a lot of our young men, they're playing – uh, you know, 100-plus snaps a night. They're having to play offense and defense and special teams, and, and it's just a grind right now. And, and when you're young and inexperienced, that grind gets just a little bit more. Um, and, and, you know, when you look at us, 
a lot of people, you know, after what we lost last year, never expected this football team uh, to be competitive. And and we've been, you know, more than competitive, and and we've had opportunities to win some football games, and and that's been hard on our guys. Just understanding, um, you know, the expectation. And, uh, you know, for, for a lot of those guys, uh, the, the expectation is, is a little bit overwhelming at times, uh, but they're learning and they're battling and, and they're coming in on Saturdays to get better. They're, they're watching film and, and they're showing up every week to be better. And, and I'm super proud of this football team and the effort they're giving uh, and super proud of where we're at right now. You started to talk about it there at the end. You guys have been extremely competitive uh, certainly with a young and inexperienced team. Now, what do you have to do to turn the corner? How do you take a young team from competitive and get them over the hump in some of those one and and two score games? Well, you know, you go back and you look, uh, the three games we've lost, uh, you know, at some point in the second half uh, and primarily, you know, going into the fourth quarter, it's been one score games. Um, and, and we just haven't, you know, on our end made enough plays, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. Um, and, and that's something that we're trying to grow about. You know, I talked about it situationally earlier, um, just growing in the situation and understanding the magnitude of each possession, uh, but also being able to play just one play at a time or, or one possession at a time, no matter if it's a positive possession or a negative possession. And that's something that we're having to grow through. Uh, we're having to try to figure out a way to make a play uh, for a positive instead of waiting on a negative to happen. Uh, and a lot of that just comes with, with the experience factor. Um, a lot of it, you know, is something that you can't go simulate uh, because it's hard to simulate those situations uh, during practice. And, and so, unfortunately, sometimes uh, there's a little bit of a learning curve uh, and, and it's, it's hard to go through because sometimes you got to struggle to find success. And, uh, you know, we, we've had a few struggles, uh, but, but those struggles are going to make us find success at some point in time. Cascade coming up this week. You guys get to stay at home, uh, but Cascade started 0-2 on the year. They're now on a four-game win streak. What have you seen on film that they're able to do so well? Oh, this is an old football team. Uh, very senior, senior heavy football team. Uh, a lot of big, big athletic bodies. I mean, they got three or four linemen that go 300 plus, and they're and they're just big, athletic, mauling linemen. Like they're they're just old school throwback linemen that love to be physical. Um, when you watch the running backs, they're so physical downhill runners, and they got speed on top of that. They they run very well. Receivers are very long and athletic young men, and and so it's a very well rounded football team defensively. They play the same style of defense as they do on offense. They want to get on you. They want to be physical. Um, they want to come at you and hit you. Uh, so it's going to be a huge, huge challenge for us uh, to match their physicality on Friday night. Talking about that, obviously you mentioned it, guys having to play you know 100-plus snaps every Friday night going both ways, playing all three phases. How do you practice – so that come Friday night, these guys are, are ready for a level of physicality. They've got their legs under them to counter some of this speed, but also get in the necessary prep for a game like this so you don't go into it feeling underprepared for the speed and the physicality. 
It's hard. Um, you know, it, it's hard to be able to balance sometimes because what you feel you need, uh, you really can't do because then you're beat up for Friday because, you know, it, it takes you an extra day or two to recover um, after the weekend. And, and so we're having to spend a lot of time doing a lot of recovery. Um, you know, we, we spend a lot of time talking about nutrition and hydration with our guys, and, and you and I have talked about that before. Uh, you know, we try to do extra flexibility. We, we try to throw in yoga uh, during the week. Um, you know, for us, it, it's a lot of recognition and, and formation um, adjustments. Uh, we, we've changed up practices some weeks to do a lot of, uh, you know, schematics on air. Um, we do a lot of stuff with, with dummy work. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to balance every week uh, kind of the adjustment of, of how we feel on Monday, where we feel that our bodies are at on Monday. And a lot of it boils back down to us being honest with our young men and those young men being honest with us. Um, you know, we tell them all the time, you know, when we ask you how you feel, be honest. I, I don't want to hear, oh, I feel great. But then they're talking to their buddies go, going into class, and, and, you know, they're like, man, my legs feel terrible. I don't know if I can run today. Um, so there, there's that honest communication and, and honest relationship that we have with those guys trying to get them ready for Friday. Just trying to get them ready for Friday. Head Coach Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats, and you can imagine how difficult that position is when you've got a bunch of young guys, inexperienced, playing just their sixth, seventh games starting of their career, and they're playing both ways. Things can certainly begin to unravel quickly if you aren't careful. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you so much to each of the coaches we were able to catch up with tonight. If we weren't able to get to your favorite school or team, don't worry. Friday morning, you can catch all of the interviews that we got this week with coaches not able to make it here to the high school playbook tonight. But for tonight, thank you again to everybody who listened. Thank you, of course, to those coaches who joined us. I'm Colin Castleberry, and this has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders.